Curious Career Chats, the podcast that explores what a day in the life of a range of professions really consists of. We are going to be interviewing a range of guests from different industries, finding out what their role is really like. We are your hosts, the Boyd sisters, Becky and Sammy, and we can't wait to get chatting. Thank you so much. I actually learned a lot there. I did, yeah. I I always feel like a blag, I know what you're you're doing. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I know what she does. And then we were always prepping for it. Like, I actually don't know what it actually is. She does some from the discharge. Yeah. I I know you sit on your laptop a lot with people's names. That's about it. (laughs) So is assessment. Yeah, that makes sense now. Get it. It's quite interesting because I feel like a lot of people are interested in, like, social sort of work. Yeah. don't know too much about it. Do you know what I mean? You are the voice for somebody. You are an 80-year-old person that hasn't got any family or anybody. You know, you're their next, basically their family at that point in time. So you're voicing what you think should happen. If you've got no experiences, how are you supposed to guide? You are. A social worker is somebody's voice. You are yeah. that power. You are the one that speaks up and says, no, this is not right. This is what I want. This is what needs to go in place. Although it's their decisions and their wishes, you're the one that makes those wishes come true. This week, we persuaded our cousin Chelsea Lee to come on our podcast. Chelsea is a case assessor and student social worker. She talks to us about how 10 years of caring led her down this career path. You can tell from her enthusiasm and explicit knowledge that she is so passionate about the industry and what she does. She shines a light on the super rewarding and life-enhancing role. We talk about how she got the position, the hours, daily tasks and more. Hi, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. Can we start by telling us a little bit about yourself? So, uh, my name's Chelsea. I'm a mum of two. I'm 32 mm-hmm. years old. Um, and I work for Blackpool Council's hospital discharge team as a case assessor. So what is a case assessor? Yeah. So um, a case assessor is under a social worker. So I'm also a student social worker. Social workers support individuals and their family through difficult times and ensure that vulnerable people, including children and adults, are safeguarded from harm. Their role is to help improve outcomes in people's lives. They also work closely with other professionals within the health and social care sector. Um, so we have the same role as a, sh- a social worker. However, there's some limitations that we have. Um, for example, residential care. We can't place people in residential care. And we can't do things like safeguardings and capacity assessments. But my role as a case assessor is I do the discharges from the hospital for anybody over the age of 18 that needs social care input so whether that be um they might need some carers coming in to help them with the day-to-day living tasks um it could be carer support for somebody that's a carer for somebody but it's just to make sure that people are safe at home once they've come out of hospital so in a way you also enable people to have some independence and that yeah. kind of thing so we promote people to um, have as much independence as they can we try not to put too much care in we try to promote them to do as much as they can for themselves so we do have a service called reablement which is rehab at home so instead of going straight for, go- for care and saying you need it and actually disabling somebody by putting too much care in we have a reablement service to try and get them back to the baseline to identify what they can actually do I think that's really important to encourage people to do what they can and yeah. 
not go down that path. Yeah, because so many people just think putting care in, putting care in. But actually, you know, you're disabling somebody by putting too much care in. You've got to identify what they can and can't do and then put the support in around the stuff that they can't do, not just putting support in around everything. Yeah, that sounds super interesting. Is this kind of career something you always wanted to go down? Well, I started off as a carer and I was a carer for 10 years. And then it just came to the point where barriers, I wanted to do something more. I wanted to be that person that actually got the support in place and could just do more with my role. So then I started looking into opportunities of where I could go. There are so many different social care roles and routes you can go down, such as care homes, a clinical psychologist, family support, money advisor and youth worker, just to name a few. You can find the wide range of careers available on the Gov website. The link is in our bio. And I wanted to stay in the social care sector and just looking at jobs, really. I never really heard of a case assessor, but, you know, when I've actually looked into it and realised how alike it is to social work and then from there again limitations of a case assessor that made me want to go on to do my social work. So for anyone who does want to kind of get involved in this industry um, as you just mentioned at first you was a carer is that the kind of path that you'd recommend to start as a carer and then build up? I think as a carer you've got that you know you're starting off from the bottom as in you know you're going into people you're seeing what support's provided as a carer and I think that's what's made me a better case assessor because I've got the experience of a carer I know the barriers that carers come up with I know the challenges did you know that there are seven million carers in the UK which is one out of ten people because some people might not find that that's for them um and then I think that then social work is just is just the next step for me in that area yeah, at least you've been at, like, both sides of it. Yeah, it's not... I mean, there's a lot of people that become social workers at 21 years old with no life experiences. And it's not that it's a problem. It's just more, you know, I feel like I have a better understanding because I've been that carer and I understand the challenges that carers face. Yeah, definitely. Do you need to have, like, any qualifications or can you just kind of apply or how does it work? So as a case assessor, you don't need any qualifications, but to be a social worker, you need to have your English and maths. I went back and did my key skills level two uh, for both. But I also did my BA honours degree in health and social care. So I think that's helped me. It's not that it's necessary to have it, but it has helped me. And to go on your social work degree, it, it really does help a lot. Is that something you recommend people to do then? Yeah, yeah, you um, you can do it at your local universities. It's a health and social degree. You do two years foundation and then you do a year BA honours. But like I said, you don't need it. It just helped me the way I went, you know, the pathway I went. But you can do social work straight from school. That's mad that I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know that. I thought you would have needed some sort of like qualifications for it. No, well, you have to have your English and math. Yeah. And depending on what social work, so the step up to social work, work you know there's the one that you fund yourself but you still have to have got a certain criteria of like GCSEs before you can go straight into it. I think with this kind of work one of the major things is like empathy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah you've got to you can't just go in there there's so much negativity around social work as it is people just think if you're in children's you're putting children into care and taking them off the parents and social workers that they think that you're just going to put somebody in a care home but it's not 
where you know we want to keep people at home our priority is keeping people at home and empathizing with them that they want to if you take somebody out of their home it can be detrimental because they've been so used to the way things are you know even just making themselves a cup of tea put them into residential care they lose everything so you you, you do need empathy as well because you've got to understand it's hard some of the choices especially when people lose capacity mm-hmm. um, and families are having the challenge of you know they don't want them parents to go into care they never wanted it them to go into care but the only way they're going to be safe is if they go into care i bet on the flip to that though for you going home after having done all this work it can be a lot on you like it's hard to switch off yeah it really is and that's one of the things that i need to learn to be able to do um because you can take so much home and it's about having that work and home you know and personal life balance because you do take so much home and you know, sometimes I lay in bed and think, oh, how's this certain person doing? I'm worried. As soon as Monday comes, I'm going to ring them. And there's times at weekends I've rang people just to make sure that they're okay because you don't, it's not a job you can just switch up off from or leave on a Friday at five o'clock and walk away. You do, it is something that you can never just switch off from. Yeah, I can imagine it like constantly playing on mm. your mind. Oh, yeah, just to make sure somebody's safe and what you're going to come into on Monday and how they've got over the weekend. Yeah, especially with the fact that we have limited services that are open over a weekend as well. Yeah. So like the hours, is it like Monday, Friday, nine to five? So I work Monday to Friday, nine to five, but um, social work. So we have an EDT service, which is out of hours emergency service, which is eight till eight eight in the morning. But there's very limited that they can do. So if somebody was an emergency and they needed a placement at 11 o'clock at night, then they're not going to be able to do it. So they just have to try and manage somebody in the community until we come in the next morning. They have to send somebody to A&E or, you know, just to make sure that they're safe. And then like the day-to-day tasks, is it a lot of kind of office office-based work would you say it's it's assessment so under the care act we have to do assessments to ensure people's well-being needs are being met so an assessment can take us two hours and in the assessments would be all the medical history and how they get on with the day-to-day tasks with personal care the dressing the toileting needs how they maintain nutrition and how they live in the home safely how they access the community you know, is there any areas that are impacting the well-beings of what we can do or what we could put in place? We also look at if they have any interventions from health services, we get their views. We look at family views. So it's a holistic assessment to try and get everybody's views. It really sounds like there's a lot that goes into each case. I didn't realise how in-depth and how much time each case would take. And how many different stages and people that are all involved within, like, one person? Yeah, it's crazy. I guess for this role, communication skills and critical thinking are essential. Defo, and the ability to really listen to people's needs. 100%. So, an assessment can take us quite a while. Now, at the moment, due to the COVID restrictions, we're doing assessments over the phone. But usually, we'd be in people's properties, you know, sitting, getting to know them, having a look at their environment, seeing how they come across, and then we do the assessments. There's a lot more than just assessments, but, you know, that's our main area. That's the main work. Has um, COVID had a big effect then, I'm guessing? Yeah, because we're not 
getting to see people. So there's some service users that I've had, you know, I've looked after for the last six weeks. I've spoken to them on a regular basis. I've never met them. I like to be able to see somebody's home environment to see what the kind, you know, what, what kind of environment they're living in. Does it look safe? Is there anything that we can do to support them? Because most of the time people on the phone will just say, oh, yes, I'm fine. I'm managing there's no problems but actually when you see them face to face you actually identify that they're not managing as well as they are Mm -hmm. and it's not from us that we won't go out for covid due to covid it's more we're trying to keep the service users safe they're afraid for anybody coming into the homes and we don't want to put that pressure on them especially if they've got carers coming in district nurses coming in the last thing they want is another person coming in i can imagine that's been like really hard on them as well though because they're not getting necessarily the help they need yeah definitely yeah it's just about trying to keep everyone safe at the moment and hopefully over the next few months restrictions will not be as bad and we'll be able to get out and see people again yeah 100% i feel like we're getting there now hopefully (laughs) (laughs) that's super interesting it's interesting kind of getting an inside perspective and finding out a bit more like what the role entails so overall what would you say is the best thing about your job i think being the voice for some people that can't about being a voice for somebody else you know there's Mm -hmm. people that are going through really difficult times in their life people that wanting to stay at home and, and it's about trying to make the it's about making their wishes and acting on their feelings and just knowing that you've done good and walked away and think right well I know that that person's now safe they're mm-hmm. in their own home they're happy with everything I find I love my job and it's a very rewarding job yeah definitely it's, I was gonna say that it does sound very rewarding yeah it's about trying to ensure that somebody doesn't have further hospital admissions what we can do to you know, we look at somebody that would have a lot of hospital admissions and we'd look how we can maintain that in the community. And in Blackpool, we're really lucky at how many services we have. So what, on the flip side then, is the worst thing about the job? Um, It can be really challenging if they're not happy with the outcomes or, you know, people people want everything adapted around themselves and, and unfortunately we'd be limited on care providers or a lot of people want times you know the correct times that we're unable to give them because they only have so many carers so everyone wants the prime times of nine o'clock in the morning so it's the you know the abuse that we can get from that way that they're not happy or if families are not happy with decisions you make and also if somebody has capacity to make a decision and families don't like the decision that their say parents made we can get a lot of verbal abuse when actually we have to go by what the service user says as long as they have a capacity even if that decision that they have made is an unwise decision it's totally up to them we can only advise and a lot of the time people think no you should be doing your job properly and you know families can get really frustrated because they're wanting their parents to do something that they don't want to do and uh, we can get a lot of abuse and probably just the pressure as well of the amount of cases that we get and you know like you said before taking them home I think it's not just a job that you can walk away from and switch off yeah definitely it does sound like there's a lot of pressure to it because you are like affecting like your decisions are affecting other people's lives essentially yeah yeah how Everything do you handle the pressure put them how do you handle the pressure um, well, I think I've got good resilience. You know, I, I work, I'm at uni, 
I have a family to look after. I think it's just about prioritising things, making sure I'm very organised in the workplace and at home with the kids. I'm very organised so I know exactly. And if I'm not happy with anything, I make sure that I say something or if I've taken too much on or if I've got any problems, I've got a really supportive manager that I can go to. And obviously we have supervisions on a regular basis. So any problems that I've got, I'm able to get them out at my supervision so that's really good because the social workers you get a lot of cases and it can be very emotional and you get quite attached so it's about having those supervisions to then get things off your chest it's about discussing things you know you, you do a lot of reflection in this job you reflect on what the decisions that you've made the impacts those decisions have made could you have done anything differently so I'd say that was probably the most obviously on the the, the other side of of it so, the negatives of the job so what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to go down this career route say they're at the very beginning of it and they're really wanting to kind of get the role that you have what would you advise for them? Is there anything that you wish you knew when you first started? I wouldn't have had to have gone to uni to do my BA honours degree. I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, sometimes I look and think, was that a waste of three years? However, because I've been lucky enough to get an apprentice through my work, that is what helped me get it. You know, mm-hmm. because I was, they get a lot of applicants for it. And when it got narrowed down, it was actually the fact that I'd already got a degree and mm-hmm. I was already at a level six that they thought, right, well, she's already got that degree. She's already got that knowledge. Therefore, that's why we're giving her a position onto the course. But it depends. I'd say life experience, as long as you've got life experience, I just think that you're giving somebody advice. Yeah. You know, and you, you're advising them. And I think you need to have some kind of experience in the social care sector to know what goes on. So whether that be, you know, like a carer or working in a care home or there's lots of different like services that can support just getting the knowledge around social care, really, and just making sure it's right for you. Do you think it's more teamwork or a lot of individual work or both? A bit of both, really, because you're making that decision. You're out at that service user's home you're looking at the environmental, you're making all those decisions, it's your assessment. Mm-hmm. However, as a team, we very regularly get together and discuss our cases and advise each other of what would you do in this situation so that we're getting feedback from all different areas and sometimes people could say things that you've not even thought about. Yeah. So we do have case discussions, which is really good. on the whole usually on your own really yeah I bet like especially during these times it's been a lot more independent yeah because you're working from home a lot more yeah do you think that's something that's going to like carry on I don't think so maybe before covid we weren't allowed to work from home I think there'll be more of a leeway to work from home now Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't think we need to be in the offices but for me it's about having peer support being yeah. in an office around people you're having that support and you do feel quite isolated working from home I think it'd be good to do like a bit of both yeah but I do more work at home because there's no distractions yeah <laughs> but so I do do a lot more at home but it'd be good if you can do a bit of a balance of both that you could have those times to yourself at home but also go into the office when you want. Yeah, 100%. We've got a few do like three days in or something. Yeah, it's just having that balance really to try and give you that time at home. 
because it works we're all working from home and like I said we're actually probably doing more and what I find the only thing negative about working from home I find is that you don't shut your laptop at five o'clock and walk away yeah sometimes I can be sat there and it could be six o'clock half six and then I think oh my god is that the time and time just flies by yeah it's so much harder to like cut off isn't it yeah, because you think I'm at home, work. so I don't have to leave, and there's nowhere to go, so you just yeah. carry on. You just keep it open. Yeah. After speaking to Chelsea, I think that getting a role in the care industry first to determine whether it's the right path for you is a great idea, as it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah, I think this will be really beneficial, especially before committing to university. Well, that is all our questions. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and shining a light on your career. Thanks for having me.